Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Doing very well, Joshi. Bobby, we didn't know what the reaction would be from Addy being back in the Soul Shack together mm-hmm. for the first time in... Mm-hmm. I mean, five or six weeks, but we figured it would be something like that. Yeah, I. Uh, it's getting a little more witchy. Yeah. Oh, Halloween coming up, oh, Bobo. <laughs> it's like months it's, away. It's literally August 1st. <laughs> yeah, but it's coming up. Adam's already put his it. Halloween decorations out. Yeah, Adam's a big Halloween guy. Right? Oh, yeah, I love the spooky season. We, we famously have had multiple spooky season segments on mm-hmm. this show before. My son is. He's a big guy. He's a he's a big uh, Halloween guy. Big Halloween. I feel like yeah. kids. That's kind of their thing, right? Because you get to dress up as your favorite superhero and get lots of candy. Yeah, he's on a dark path. <laughs> he's a dark. He's got a really dark. Mind. <laughs> he's got the like emo haircut. Sure, and, sure. Like dark eye paint. Listening to Blink One Eighty Two. Just doing art. <laughs> <laughs> I drove down the Campbell Lane today, and I thought about. The segment when you crow hopping, trying to get oh, a golf gosh. ball to uh, Chick Fil A. You think you could do it? Um, uh, no, I think it would take you two long golf ball hits. I've got to remember to do this next time I play golf. Uh, I want to throw a hole like where I throw oh, a golf ball and see your it. arm will be gone. I, that's what I, I figure. But I wonder, <laughs> I wonder where I can shoot on like a three hundred yard par four or something like that. He's gonna we're gonna he's gonna be in a sling next time we 100%. see him after yeah, he does this. I meant to do it last time we forgot. Well we talked about this on on one of the episodes, the uh all sports golf that uh Dude yeah. Perfect does where you do use like a baseball bat sure. and like uh one of those foxtails and like multiple types of uh balls and kind of <laughs> equipment to get to the hole. That would interest me. That would be fun. Now just throwing it to the hole. Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah, it'd get old. I, I think um, I think I'd have to ice the shoulder probably on the next hole. Always a fan. That'd be rough. Lots of balls are involved. Yeah, more balls the better. Mm-hmm. Speaking of balls, boys, the balls they are flying at training camps across the country as football is back. The pads went on today. I think camp resumed last week officially. There was a ramp up period. Now the pads went on. The teams are hitting. I think we have the Hall of Fame game. Mm-hmm. This week, right? Uh, next weekend, I think. Okay, Jags, Raiders, Johnny the Greek was talking about, he was looking at our lads to see which team had the better backup so he could bet on the game. Wow. Yeah. I was like, I'm not to that level of D-Gen yet, but respect. Mm-hmm. That, it's just because uh, it's not legal here. I'd be in the same stuff. Yeah, you have to go down, sneak across the Tennessee state line, yep. and uh, jump on DraftKings to get you some bets in. I will be doing that. I know you will. Yeah. I need to get down there. Yeah. You need to, need to take care of that. Sure. Get I drop futures. packs off at daycare. Just go about two two minutes more down the road and place or a couple bets. He's already at Kenny. Sure. There you go. Sure. Thank you, you know. Kenny. Thank more you. ways than one. Sure. Does yeah. any of that course go into Tennessee at all? Yeah, we're probably no. close. Some, that's, we go to Legacy for that sometimes. That's, okay. That's in there Tennessee. You go. Yeah. There you go. It's Golf talk. Course. Sure. If you had that on your IDP show bingo card, congratulations. <laughs> you get to cross that <laughs> one off. That's a these days. Yeah, it really yeah. is. 
Yeah. I had a I had a really weird situation on the golf course last time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I told you about it, Bob. Did you murder somebody? Some kid. He about did. <laughs> some, I did. I had wanted to. This uh, this kid wanted to, he was a worker there. It was very slow. It was just me and Sam on the course. The only two people on the course. Park Mammoth? Park Mammoth. Okay. Worker, like a 17, 16-year-old kid. Okay. Uh, you didn't tell me he was working at the course. He was working at the course. Wanted oh, you wow. to get him some beer. He wanted to play with us. He wanted to, we were on hole nine. Mm. And he wanted to play the rest of the round with us. With us, mm. and I was like, uh, "No, just play through, man. Just play through. We're we're good." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, felt, I, like, I felt bad about it. Then. Did he he like, not, it but I just me, thought maybe, like, I don't know, just play dude, with you guys. I'm a hundred percent the same way. To where it's like, no, that's probably not going to work. Like, you, yeah. you go enjoy your round like we're gonna be slow also like, this kid's like he's a kid yeah. he's like 16 7 you know what i mean it's like yeah. I, dude i mean if That's it was you guys me, got beer yeah, yeah. we also were, were I, drinking I love beer. Yeah. betting a little bit it's just yeah. like man yeah I, you know not we're not trying deal. to have some kid we don't know like come in and harsh our vibe here he run my uh he run my mental game though because he because he did play he did go ahead and play through us uh, yeah. through on us but you know it was just i got to see him every single hole mm-hmm. and think about like oh i feel almost bad that i may be uh, embarrass this little high school kid. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We all got to be You're, put in our but place. But he's got to learn. He's got. I mean, yeah. don't do that. Yeah, right. learn some golf course etiquette. Stay yeah. in your lane. Yeah, it's a that's a that's a um, sacred time. Also, like, bro, I got kids. Like, I like that's that's the time that like I don't want to have to entertain. Yeah, uh, You're too close teenage. to my kids' age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I'm too not close. here to relax, bro. I'm exactly. not here to entertain anyone else. Just Sam. <laughs> Just here to entertain Sam. <laughs> you take Sam. And, and vice versa. You take him to the cleaners. Sure. Yeah. No, sure. I was just in my head after that. I was yeah. Really feeling okay. bad. Yeah, nine, too. You got a lot of holes to play. And yeah. I really only did it because I was playing with Sam, and Sam's a, a head case on the course. Yeah. He didn't like people behind him and stuff. Yeah. So, He's really, I was just trying to <laughs> listen to him. Sam. Make Sam the bad guy just here. Get thrown under the bus yeah. tonight. Yeah. It was Sam. Sam wanted him gone. Yeah, Sam's an all-around bad guy. <laughs> I think the listeners have sensed that. He's got a bad, he's a bad sure, seat. Sure, he won't be back. Man, no, and that won't. sucks because <laughs> nine's a good hole you want to play, you know? Oh, was, I mean, yeah, the back nine was, is, a, is a great time. But, yeah, then I was just... I just felt bad yeah i shouldn't have felt bad but no. you know the kid put me in that situation man just uh i hated it yeah yeah he was probably a really good guy that might have been the whole year you might have had the he round the, of your life i guarantee he was the worst there's no <laughs> 16 17 year old kid nah. that boy that is their worst version of themselves that's, that's true pit, that's a pig it, right there it's it's you you kind of um flatten out like is the quality of your human existence it really bottoms out at like 16 or 17 as a adult male yeah mm. that's that's not a good time and you're pretty much a piece until about 22 yeah yeah it's yeah. kind of you you bottom out some people just stay yeah. in that bottom <laughs> that, for a while that soggy bottom area yeah uh, some people come out some people don't soggy bottom boys yeah yes sir go ahead and play that drop <laughs> of you of the soggy bottom boys oh that means, yeah we have permission to play their music why not uh, well, let's talk about some news, boys. There is training camp buzz happening. We famously had the segment a couple years ago, yes and BS on training camp buzz. We're not doing that tonight, but we are going to hit some of the news because there has been some stuff starting to leak out. I think some ADPs are going to start getting affected as we get into draft season. But let's start in Seattle with a story that we touched on last episode, an update since we last came at you all. 
Jamal Adams turns out broke his finger during practice. This is the same one he's dislocated multiple times. But as we suggested, you're welcome from the IDP show for this suggestion. He'll wear a specialized cast during games and have surgery next off season. Got a cotton helmet. Yeah, that, that. That, that would hurt. Yeah, that would really, I think I would just retire at that exact moment. So I broke my pinky uh, in high school, my glove hand playing baseball. And when I had to do it playing football, my pinky held on to a guy's uh, shirt when I was like running around or something, and it turned it just sideways. Woo! Makes me want to barf. So I had to put it. Uh, it makes your butthole get real tight. I stuffed it down deep in the crotch. Got in the old F. Uh, what did what I have then? I think I had a Silverado. Go straight to the emergency room. You're yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Help. That's what he said when it happened. That was a good one. I was just pissed because it was right before baseball season. But so it put you out for the year? Dude, it still hurts. Like when a good storm comes through. Yes, sir. Isn't that funny? It hurts when it rains. I've got two things that hurt. So my my pinky, heart. My pinky yes. will hurt. That's a perma heart. My heart always hurts. My ankle will hurt too because I broke my fibula. I remember you talking in college. about college. Yeah. Got a big rod in there. But the thing that yes, hurts sir. the most. Ain't the only big rod you got in there. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that hurts the most is what I call my V-dub finger. So back years ago, I was helping a boy, uh, a buddy of mine, John Lynn, uh, put a new canvas in his Volkswagen van. And uh, it's a pop top. It's got like this sleeping tent and everything. Well, I used a um, a stapler to staple this canvas oh, God. through my finger. Oh, oh no! God. And oh, part no. of the metal is like still in my middle finger, my knuckle. So, Jeez. like, when, when I text him every once in a while. I'll be like, "Man, my V Dub finger is hurting today." Wow, <laughs> it's gonna rain. I still have pencil lead in my pinky, my left pinky from first grade. Oh, yeah. I was trying to get a kid to sit on a pencil and had my pinky underneath it, That's and cool. the pencil went straight into my finger. That's cool. Still there. You were trying to get him to sit on it? Yeah. That's I was what like, you get. Yeah, that, it was an instant karma moment. <laughs> this was before Twitter and instant karma, but that was uh, I think classic example. Everyone has had that experience jamming pencil lead into their hand. Dude, yeah. listen to this fun game we used to play when I was younger. So when we were younger, the garage doors didn't have the, um, the, the lasers. The sensor. So it was just like a free-for-all. So me oh and a buddy of mine would go get my mom's garage controller, and we would go back so far, and the game was run in, touch the back wall, and still make it oh, out in wow. time. So we would get so close. How did so you close. not lose, like, friends? <laughs> we would get so close at the end, people were just sliding through. And I remember vividly sliding through one time <laughs> <laughs> and making it and watching it pin my buddy's head to the concrete. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had his funeral uh, later that week. It was so <laughs> Rest awesome. in peace, Tim. What a fun game, man. Shout out, David. Love you, you David. You do some really dumb, like, it's amazing some of the dumb stuff we did as children. That's why they have lasers on them now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that kid right there. Oh, good times. All right, so Jamal Adams uh, going to wear the specialized cast, got the broken finger. Best of luck, uh, Blitz Boy, making those tackles and those sacks with the cast on your hand. This next piece of news, gentlemen, we're going to hit on some ADP from our IDP-only best ball leagues here in the back half of the episode, and we're going to talk about this player as someone that is being overdrafted because Ron Rivera said Chase Young could miss a little bit of time during the season. Bobo, this feels like one of those situations where they're being very optimistic and tiptoeing around what could end up being 
a four to six to eight week type of absence. You know, this is something to where I listen to the ballers for my offensive stuff. I don't really listen to a whole lot of other people because, A, we all have children and don't have time. And, B, I just kind of want, like, a brief summation of the offensive news. But a lot of the times, if if they're doing mocks, they're talking about, you know, players that they like. They stay away from a ton of these types of guys that could have a suspension coming up or, you know, people that have ACLs late in the season. Um, I don't know. Chase Young is just not somebody right now, especially in redraft, that I'm putting any type of um, hope in for 2022 um, I don't know how y'all feel about him in Dynasty right now. I think the I think the persona in here in the room is pretty negative, but I don't know. I with everything that I've seen coming out of camp about Montez Sweat um living in the backfield, there's a ton of good buzz right now for Montez Sweat. Um dude, please, please don't draft Chase Young high this year. This doesn't affect my dynasty outlook for Chase Young as much as it does redraft, which yeah. is what these best ball leagues we're gonna talk about are and I don't think the mar- – now, these these drafts concluded before this piece of news came out, but we also knew Chase Young was dealing with an ACL tear that he suffered in Week 10 and that missing some time was a distinct possibility. So to have that confirmed now, this should not come as a huge shock to anyone. We should have always been operating with the mindset that Chase Young could miss some time. How much time? We'll see. Yeah. Now – Two players that have been getting some buzz. One, we expect to have a big rookie season. The other, we expect to have a big delayed rookie season because he missed all of last year. But Dan Campbell said that Aiden Hutchinson has popped so far at camp. And then listening to the athletic football show today with the Cowboys beat writer, he said the Cowboys have high hopes for Jabril Cox and that he could overtake LVE for that LB2 job in Dallas. So, boys, no surprise on Aiden Hutchinson, even though you love to hear the positive buzz from Dan Campbell. But that Jabril Cox note made my ears perk up a little bit because we had the buzz last year. He got injured, missed the entire season. So it's a bit of a post-hype sleeper situation with Cox. Torn Achilles or torn ACL? I'd have to look it up. I thought it it was an ACL. Because if it's an Achilles, that changes my outlook a little bit. But either way, it wasn't an Achilles. They said he's been so it's ACL. So he's been healthy. He looks great, and the team, the the top brass, the coach, they, I think they want him to step into that LB two spot. So when they kick Micah Parsons out to defensive end, who is it on the field there at linebacker? It's Jabril Cox instead of LVE. Yeah, I mean either way. Yeah, I think that depth chart isn't too deep. And yeah, you're right. Michael Parsons is going to be on the edge. I'd say a decent amount. So yeah, I think that he could have value either way, but I'm just hesitant to project him for more than 65% of the snaps. Yeah. It's not something where I'm necessarily tripping over myself to get LVE or Jabril Cox. But if you've been taking LVE late in drafts, you may want to think about, they're both good values. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're both fine values. Someone's gonna and someone's gonna eat there, I would think. And Jabril Cox, I got him on waivers this week in a bunch of places. I mean, you you're not gonna have to give anything for him. He's just a late dart throw. Yep. Um, yes, he was an ACL um last year. He was a fourth round draft pick. So fourth round draft picks to me are not nothing. You know? They're not a second and not a third, but it's a it's notable. It's something to just kind of put a pin in. 
Yeah. Don't make too much of it right now, but don't forget about it during the season. I will say, I'm probably drafting LVE if I'm in a a league where I can make waivers and make trades and make pickups. In a best ball league, I'm probably going to take Jabril Cox and bank on the possibility late in my draft that maybe I can grab the LB2 that you could get probably in the last round. I mean, you could grab this guy round 26, 27. I mean, we do some of these late drafts that go into the 30th round plus, and I don't think this guy's going to cost you anything. I don't really remember much about Jabril Cox coming out of college. I'm trying to pull up his. I think uh, they said he transferred right from Alabama to LSU. North Dakota State. Mm. Was it LSU? LSU. Okay. Yeah. So, Cowboys have high hopes for Jabril Cox. We, as IDP managers, have high hopes for Nick Cross. And the buzz has been very positive. The Athletics saying that he has looked like a day one starter from the very beginning. Boys, I'm starting to get on the Nick Cross train. Are y'all coming with me? I think so. I mean, what else they got there? I mean, I don't think Blackman or Rodney McLeod are going to be in line for that job. Yeah. I think it's going to end up being Cross and Julian Blackman. Yeah, I think he'll be fine there. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay uh, taking him in drafts. But the problem is, I mean, what's his? Is he going to have a ADP of like defensive back twenty to twenty five now? Well, we'll talk about shooting up there. We'll talk about where he is at the current moment. uh, And it is at least for right now, still a value compared to where he could end up. I mean, spoiler alert, DB 66 across the six best ball drafts that we've done. Still really good. But Mm -hmm. a lot of the, I think two or three of those. So probably half happened before the Kari Willis retirement. Looks like the latest one. He was DB forty though, so that's still a really. That's good still value. that that was that was my pick, and that was me knowing full well he has the best crack at this job. Yeah, so I mean that's that's probably going to creep up into the twenty to thirty range. Yeah, so it, I think if it gets into like the high thirties, back into the twenties, I'm probably not interested. Yeah, but boy, if you're if you can get a possible DB two in the forties, I'll sign up for that all day. You know, something y'all said too last week made me really think about it. Is like we talk about ADP and we talk about a lot of, you know, values and, you know, reaches and stretches like we'll talk about here later on. But man, if Nick Cross makes you happy, go get him. That's right. You know, like who freaking cares? This is your team. You're gonna watch the Colts religiously for the next four months. And and you know, there's there's times where you're just like, Man, I know Ernest Jones is a overpay right now, but I really don't care. I just want to root for the guy. Don't be afraid to have fun with fantasy. Dude, that's folks. all this if is. If he breaks out, you want him. Exactly. You, you know? wanna you wanna plant your flag on that guy and get yeah. to dance uh, in the end zone when he pans out. I mean, we've all won fantasy football championships in here among, you know, various leagues throughout the years. And that's all fun, but dude. Watching your guys play football on a Sunday is like, dude, that's the best. That's the best. Well, let's talk about one of Ad- what is shaping up to be one of Adam's dudes for this offseason. Let's hit some Frank injury Clark. news. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, I mean, it's I, Frank Clark. I put a I mean, tweet out not too long ago. Frank Clark has vowed to regain Am his I top right? form. Yeah. Cut out booze and red meat. Uh, about so, a month or so ago, I put out a tweet saying you can do a lot worse than this guy. And I, mean, I think you retweeted the uh, like a workout video of him as well. That's showing right. that he's working. You know, I think he, he has even admitted. He looks like he's in good shape. He looks, yeah. lean, he looks leaner than he has in a long time. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited for him. Yeah. So he's on the up and up. I wanted to mention as well, uh, Eric Armstead sprained his MCL. So you've mm. got Frank's on the come up. I think you should be taking him higher than DL 79 right now, which is where he's going, average draft position yep. across these six best balls that we've done. And the beautiful part about these best balls that we're going to talk about later in the episode, they're IDP only. Mm-hmm. So there's yep. no fading IDP. This is a pure distillation of how these individual defensive players are viewed. So Frank Clark, will he regain that form? Addy seems to think so, yeah. Bobo. Frank Clark does seem to be the type of guy who's like, you know, he's 29 years old, and he kind of disappears for a year or so, and then he's like, you know what? I'm going to have a little resurgence right here at age 30. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of guys in the league who have been that way, but that's a fun line now. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, now they're going to have... Um, Carlos Dunlap. I almost said Carl Lawson. Yes, Carlos Dunlap they'll have George as George well. Karloftis, which kind of sounds like Carl Lawson. Yeah, Um I've heard good things about Willie Gay and uh, Nick Bolton in camp and even Leo uh, Chenal. Um, I think, man, that defense could be fun this year. Justin Reed's back there, had a couple picks in camp. Not to mention the cornerback yep. they drafted yep. as well. McDuffie. Yeah, Trent McDuffie. Um, that could be a fun team, man. That could be a fun team. It's going to be interesting to see. Justin the, Reed. Yeah, offensive side of the ball as well is going to be fun. I mean, it's a whole it's a whole new cast of characters there in Kansas City. That but, team's actually, yeah. Gone through quite a bit of turnover this it, off season. As long as Mahomes, as long as Mahomes and Andy Reid are there, though, like I don't know, they'll be you, fine. You're you're good for nine to ten wins with those two. How no long until Mahomes has his baby? That's the issue for me. Oh boy, do they yeah. already have it? I don't think so. No, uh, no. Isn't she pregnant? I thought he did. I thought he had a little girl. Maybe. I thought she was. Maybe. Maybe not. I feel I like know. if once he taps into dad strength, he's gonna be throwing it a hundred yards off his back foot. Last I saw her, she was. Soaking the Kansas City <laughs> yes, crowd. Exactly. A little bit of Andre. She was doing something horrific on social media. She I'm got sure. him locked up. Y'all yeah. ever had any Andre? You have that bottom, bottom Andre? It's like I'm, champagne. I've never been a. I've never celebrated anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful way to say that you've never drank champagne before. And that's true, folks. He's never celebrated a thing in his life. That's right. I never will. Let's talk about some linebacker news from the NFC North. Nicholas Morrow has been calling plays with Roquan Smith holding in. So if you were wondering what happens if Roquan wraps his Lamborghini around another light pole with hookers and cocaine in the car, mm-hmm. as he's done in the past, he's well, celebrating. Nicholas Morrow. That's why they don't want to pay him. That's right. They <laughs> know that. there, you did for strippers and yep. whatever else. <laughs> Druggies and snorting the white powder. Sure. So if you're wondering yeah, when uh, when Roquan is doing pills with Jim Ursay, who's going to be mm-hmm. manning the green dot for Chicago, it will be Nicholas Morrow. And hey, then, yes, did you Bobo. trade uh, Darius Leonard for Roquan straight up? Mm, not in Dynasty for the Colts. Oh, for the Colts? Yeah, no, you wouldn't do that. Darius means too much to that team. I think Darius is way better as a player too. Yeah, he's what he's about, just what he's, about in Dynasty? He's great. In Dynasty, I still boy. want Leonard, I think. Well, I, but I, mean, we, I do have him ranked probably higher. The injury stuff with Darius is starting right. to worry me. Shaquille. Because it's like, oh, Jack sorry. Barrett, yeah. Shaquille. Jack. Shaquille. That's annoying. I don't yeah. like that. Shaq Barrett. Yeah, yeah Shaq Barrett. Barrett. Shaq Lawson. <laughs> Too many Shaqs. There weren't, there weren't a whole lot of Dariuses that were relevant for IDP. So Did you say relevant? Relevant, yes, I did. <laughs> Jet lag, boys, is still, still a thing. Let's talk about Green I'm Bay. I'm going to call them all out. 
Two pieces of Green Bay news here. Shout out Kyle Bellyfuel. He had his uh, Happy birthday, birthday, brother. Yeah, birthday this weekend. Sir, his buddy got a hole in one, but not Kyle. <laughs> I was going to say, can't let Kyle get in on the hole in Pretty one. Pretty messed fun. up of your buddy. We would never do that to you, Kyle. We'd let you have all the holes in one sure, that you want, Kyle. Every hole you want. Come on down to BG. Yes, sir. But can you imagine? We would never see Kyle. He'd be on the golf course 24 hours oh, a day. Kyle I'd would love him. it down You'd see here. plenty of sure. them. I wouldn't see him a bit. He calls his wife, hey, pack it up. We're coming down to BG. We're moving south. Yep. We're going to live in the shack until we find our own place. I want everyone to move down here. Yeah. Come on. Come on down. We'll just make it the Mecca. Look, commune. That's right. Get everyone to come down here. We'll never have to get on Twitter ever again. That's right. (laughs) Oh, man. Never have to go to the expo. That's a plus. Just do our own thing. Be fantastic. (laughs) Can't wait. Yeah, I'm gonna everyone. go there. I'm gonna go there and do the uh, the Nick Swartzen T-shirt cannon, where he talks about bringing it out. He's like, "Who wants a T-shirt?" And then he turns it on himself and blows his head off. <laughs> Anytime I hear the word Expo, I just think about Vlad Guerrero. That's yeah. all my Baller. mind goes. Boy, to. what a great! He was one of my favorite players. Was he always? Probably no, right? no, no. I don't think so. he always like a King Griffey Junior type. Like he, he wasn't that like McGuire time frame though. He was, he I was think, in a, that frame. Yeah, okay. a little bit after McGuire and Sosa. I just assumed that all of them did. He was, he was all natural, baby. No batting gloves. I swear he hit a home run off a ball that bounced one time hmm. coming in. Oh, yeah, yeah probably yeah, so. Yeah. Right? Like, hit it off his, like, shoe tops. Did his like boy cricket. turn out to be anything? Yeah, oh, his, yeah, he was a baller. Son's was a he? great player. Hmm. One of the best. Love baseball. Baseball's Sir. great. America's game. Block. All right, Green Bay news. Ooh. Shout out Kyle Bellyfield. Happened on far. Far from a tree. <laughs> Green Bay is starting two inside <laughs> linebackers in the majority of their sets, and it is Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker. Can and we- then, to no one's surprise, Rashawn Gary has been one of the standouts in camp and has taken his leadership to an entirely new level in 2022. Hey, who you going to call? Skeen Busters. Hey, straight. take a lap, man. Take a lap. Take a lap on this August 1st training Give camp. Give him a lap. Too humble. Dude, who? I mean, duh. Quay Walker is good. Duh. They're going to play two linebacker sets. But to Bobby, they've only done one linebacker for the last three years. <laughs> the face was better than I, that. The, I wish we could have seen the face, folks. It was... Uh, that upper lip was really protruding. It was like Donald Duck receiving fellatio. It was absolutely... <laughs> they've had such talent there. Chris Barnes, Blake Martinez. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, I want that. I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe this character. Mm-hmm. Um, We're workshopping right now. Yeah, We're call him Crazy uh, Disney Channel. <laughs> kind of like a bit of a duck. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. it's the guy that does energy. the Affleck. We'll call him Donald. We're we'll him Donald. Who does the Affleck duck voice? Yeah, there's that, some duck that, in there. that angry guy. Sure. That's what that guy was. Sure. So Rashawn Gary, Devontae yeah. Campbell, Quay Walker. We love this Green Bay defense. Bobby, you love Odafe Owe. Sure. Has been a terror coming off the edge in the Ravens' first padded practices. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to. big things from Odafe Owe this season. Who was the vet they brought in? Justin Houston? Um, they brought in a vet, and I think it was Houston. Clayus Campbell's back, right, as yes, well? Yes, Campbell yeah. stayed. They still have Majibuke. Shout out Nate Tice That's on right. the inside. Best friend. Um, can't wait to see at the combine. Um, yeah, he's with back with the Ravens. Justin Houston is. I like OA still. I mean, like Rashawn Gary still. These are all names that we've been banging for a long time. Um, you know, I'm starting to kind of think too. I don't know if y'all are getting to this point. I'm starting to think about my flag plants for the year. Yes, sir. Starting to kind of, oh, yeah. kind of hone in on them. Um, I got about twenty of them. Oh, do you? 
He has the little mini flags, right, that you put out we're, when you're like laying talking, an underground fence. We talking about a golf course or what kind of flags? We Eighteen talking? flags. So just tw- I got so twenty, so just two of them. <laughs> just two. All right. Speaking of defensive linemen that we're hoping for big things from, Ed Oliver is looking unblockable mm. in practice. Would have had three to four sacks on Monday. He also said that him and Von Miller they aren't just best friends; they're like brothers. Yeah, man. I mean, that's how big for. Not just Rousseau and the edge mm-hmm. guys, but I mean guys like Ed Oliver, who was really starting to come on last year. What I think this is his fourth year, and he's never really lived up to that height. Not you know, quite, but not that first round pedigree. But I mean, it's there, mm-hmm. and I mean, if it, you know, if with him having help now, him continuing to develop and everything, I mean, he's going to be one of the more dominant interior guys in the league. I think so. Mm-hmm. They I mentioned could this a breakout on Saturday. I had the welcome back Saturday training camp coverage on NFL Network while we were doing our All Twenty Two draft. Next week, we're going to do special episode talking about our draft strategies with the guys from All-22, so check that out. But they were talking to Von Miller at Bill's camp, and I, I just forget, Von Miller has the edge rusher camp. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, George Kittle has the tight end camp. Max Crosby was last year. Right? So it's like, this is not only a dominant player, but, Bobby, like, the guru for what he does in the NFL. People, professional Players at his same position come seek him out at this camp to learn from this guy. It makes me think a lot about what I've seen on Rams Twitter about Ernest Jones just being like, dude, what a blessing it's been talking to Bobby Wagner every single day. You know, like people don't really realize this, and this is probably not something we talk about in, in you know, fantasy in general is how much these dudes have to be learning from these vets, regardless of whatever position it is, offensive line, kickers, whatever. Um, you're going to learn from people who have done it for you know, 10, 15, 20 years and done it at a high level. I mean, Von Miller was great last year for the Rams. Um, man, um, the teams that are good in the NFL are just getting better. Um, the Bills are going to be tough to beat this year. That Bills team is nasty, boys. That was definitely part of his contract, though. I mean, mentoring well, and being like yes. you know, yeah, yeah. coach and stuff. Right, and they keep – I love they keep asking, why Buffalo? Why Buffalo? And it's like, bro, the, the did weather. you see how much money they paid me? Yeah. Like, that's what you want yeah, to say, right? they're a top four team. Yeah, and yeah. They I can win another Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I mean, can win another Super Bowl ring, and they gave me like a $120 million contract. Yeah, and I mean, if you win one there for Buffalo, you're a legend. You're a legend. They'll build a statue of you out He's in the parking one lot. He's in Denver, L.A., and if he gets another one, that's 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 pretty special. He was already... Oh, he's he, easy to Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame easy, but God, you get a third ring, especially in Buffalo. Is he the, is he the best of our generation behind... Aaron Donald. J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt. Mm. I don't know, man. Von Miller's pretty underrated. Yeah, Chandler Jones needs to be in that discussion as well. Chandler Jones, so it's Chandler Jones and Von Miller both. They're like the active leaders in sacks. mm -hmm. J.J. Watt was trending that way, but just the health. The injuries, yeah. That's true. Von Miller's been pretty rock solid. He did have, I think, a few injury years. Yeah. He's going to continue to go for another three, four years. I think so, yeah. And probably pile up another... 30 to 40 sacks, probably. But yes, of our generation, I think most of probably Von Miller and probably AD. I think JJ Watt gets a big bump because of all like the extracurricular, like stuff he's done in Houston and like, you know, help with the hurricane is what they had. Yeah, a while the back. hurricane yeah, right. down there. Um, but a dude is. Sounds is about t- what? <laughs> is TJ Watt on that trajectory as well? I mean,. Yeah. I hate to clamor about the dude. No, he's bunch. awesome. He's awesome if he continues to put up, yeah, 
20 sacks. I was going to say, if these trends continue, he'll finish his career yeah. with 1,000 sacks. Because we were kind of post um, the uh, New York Giants dude with the gap in his teeth, Michael Strahan. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was like, gapper. this is my oh, mental yeah. process. Giant gapper. I was trying to get there for you. Yeah, Bob looks at everyone's imperfections. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love mm, that gap. Old crooked nose <laughs> hosting the show. <laughs> old bug eyes over there. Oh, stinky lips. Stinky lips. Oh, Lord. All right, let's get through the rest of this news here so I can go smoke a cigarette. Uh, so David Ajabo, folks, remains the only rookie pick unsigned as himself, and the Ravens are still at odds over the amount of guaranteed money in the third year of his rookie deal. Shout out David Ajabo for having – no leverage, Achilles injury. You're not going to be a factor this season at all, but just say, you know what? <laughs> no, you are going to make sure. And I get it. The third year of the rookie contract, he probably wants some of that money bumped out into the future since this year's kind of a wash. But, man, just get that deal signed. Get yeah. some money in your pocket uh, as a kid coming from college, you know? Yeah, it's kind of a weird look. It's to... it's weird, right? It'd yeah. be one thing if you're like the second overall pick or something, but for him to be the last unsigned rookie is kind of odd. Like, yeah, bro, we probably did you a favor. I don't know. I mean, it's probably going to work out really well there for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It, like, it always does. Tremendous value, but I mean, like, a lot of teams were clearly scared, I mean, to secure someone in the second round. Like, that's a nice investment from Baltimore. It was... Showing faith in you, like... Yeah, just get something. And done. these rookie contracts are sort of a formality because in the new collective bargaining agreement, the amounts of these contracts yeah. pretty well set. Yeah, again, I don't know what we're. You have a little over. wiggle room, but could be easily talking out of turn here. I don't know what type of money we're t- like. He could be getting, you know, he could be missing out on like five to ten million dollars. If that's the case, sure, I guess. Yeah, but, I, I, but I don't think it's that much. But if it's like a million dollars, like figure it out, bro. Yeah, yeah, come on, man, get get. And I think maybe too, it has something to do it's with just a million dollars. Yeah, like just just <laughs> figure mean, it out, David. Come on, come on, David. It's your first mill. <laughs> yeah. So the Falcons <laughs> need to figure it out as well here. This last bit of news, gentlemen. They have failed in their attempts to this point to trade linebacker Deion Jones, but have decided not to cut him, believing he won't be a distraction to the team and salary cap savings are. Minimal. The team continues to monitor his attitude. I love his his attitude and rehab from shoulder surgery. So it's like quite a mess there in Atlanta. It really is. You know, like what are you what are you doing? What do you who are you uh, who are you feeling confident in? There? E- even if the cap savings is minimal, uh, minimum, why are you going to have a progress stopper for your guys like Troy Anderson, your young Michael Walker? Yeah. Rashawn Evans. Get this guy out the door and let's if you need some veteran competency, you've got Rashawn Evans. I mean yeah. he's there. Nick Quick. Nick Quick's there. Like mm-hmm. what are we doing with Deion Jones, man? Yeah. The I one would, thing if he was healthy and there and and you know making I wish things it, happen. I wish it for Deion Jones. I wish Deion Jones was out of there. Just to not have to deal because I mean him being he needs there a, is, needs a restart. is not good for him, and yep. it's not good for all these like little dart throws that we have on the Falcons linebacking core either. Yeah. I'm with you though. It's time. It's time. We've done enough. We've done too many years of this. Like, uh, is Dion a reach at LB10? You know, like, yes, he is. Like, it's it's time to move on for everybody. But yeah, you're, you're right. done with Dion. You don't you don't believe in a uh, you don't believe like he could just need uh, new I, scenery. Not. Oh, I think the new scenery would help him. I, I that's the camp that I'm in. Like, I agree. For our dart throws, it would be fun if he moved on. Yeah. But I think it would be good for both sides. Like, yeah. clear the deck, 
Let the new linebacker. Y'all are going to suck anyway. Exactly. Regardless of Deion's there. What does Deion Jones being there help you're you You're rolling accomplish? out Marcus Mariota. Yeah, you're going to win like three or four games. Cordero Patterson. See what you RB got in these one. young guys. You what know? are we doing, Atlanta? Yeah, just come on. Figure it out. They get a quarterback. Yeah. Some Drake London. That's fun. Maybe yeah. uh, Ritter something. Who knows? I, I think know. Ritter sees the field before the end of the season. Who's the I really do? Who's one of the uh, little weird quarterbacks this year that you think could work out? You think Malik Willis long term would be okay? I wouldn't be surprised if we see him get some reps at the end of the season for Tennessee. Hearing good things about Davis Mills. Yeah, yeah. Davis um, Mills has been getting a lot of buzz. I like um, I like Zach Wilson take another step. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Trey Lance area, uh, Trey area is going to be a Trey area. Mm, it's going to be a lot of t- a lot of fun. Love that. So. Do you see that um, Bill Barnwell was on uh, the athletic football show? Said that Trey Lance is his number two pick for MVP right now. Oh my! Josh gosh. Allen's number one. Trey Lance would be his number yeah, two. Yeah, I could easily see it. I mean, if if you know, if he's really good, I mean, I w- I'm surprised that San Fran didn't start him in the playoffs. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, if he was ready, you know, yeah. like I feel like that would have been like no one would have been prepared for that or thinking that was going to happen. That could have been such a uh, just a change up. And hard to you know, no one game plan for it, and just that's unleash, true. Unleash this guy. I wish they would have, even if it was in like certain packages, maybe you know, maybe not the whole game, but they were laying out the 90th percentile kind of outcome for Trey Lance this season. And he's Bill Barnwell said it. It's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, started the one game at the end of his rookie season and came in his second year fully formed. There was no need to try to figure out what Mahomes is going to be. He was that dude from the first game on. Gosh, yeah. man, the pressure on Lance, though, like, I mean, it's kind of a golden era right now of some good quarterbacks. We're, like, blessed with Burrow, Mahomes, Herbert. The new generation has come in and replaced, like, the Philip Ma- Rivers, Drew Brees Manning. era pretty well. Yeah. You know, there hasn't been you a significant said Drew Brees. Tr- don't you ever do that again, Josh. Don't put him in the same category as Patrick Mahomes. No, I'm saying Josh. he was the old generation <laughs> that's that's gone now with the I Rivers I and Big Ben gone now. Breeze was great. I know Breeze was good. I'm not gonna say he's great. Bobby, what the hell's wrong with you? Like Drew Brees Brady, is like Brady was great Hall to me. Hall of Famer. Manning was great to me. Is yeah. he that good? Breeze, yeah. It's got Breeze a Super Bowl. or Eli Manning. Oh, Breeze oh, by a mile. Really? Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't keep up with him as much. He's, he's pretty amazing. Out there in Bobby has a weird blind spot. He's never watched a Saints game in his life. Well, I guess. I don't know. I do like Breeze. I like Breeze a lot. But I'm just saying, like, ri- River. who am I saying the whole time? Did I say Breeze or Rivers? You said Breeze. I meant Rivers. Like, oh, Rivers wow. is I was really worried. I was Sorry. like, I think Bobby's yeah, yeah. having a no, stroke. Breeze is great. That. Rivers, yeah. is, Rivers like, is good. Rivers is good, yeah. He's solid. Yeah. yeah. He's like a little overrated. Yeah. He's kind of Joe Flacco-ish to me. So, to ask that question again, Eli Manning or Rivers? Boy, that's a good question. Well, Manning has two rings. Yeah. But I probably and one over top of the boy. undefeated Patriots. I'd go Eli just for I Eli's think I'd prime. go I think I'd go Rivers. Okay. Just for Eli's prime. That's cool. So, that's the news, folks, and we're going to be bringing you all news the rest of this offseason because it's about to start coming fast and furious. But we're going to take a quick ad break, and when we come back, we are going to touch on... going to say, because it's about to start coming a flood. we got to get out of here. <laughs> the storm is about home. to break. It really and, is. Yeah, the th- every time we come into the show check now, the uh, thunder and lightning start sure. acting up. Hopefully y'all's windows are rolled up. Sure. Can we just do an ASMR pod for the rest of it? Just put the mic outside, Josh. But you just let it have the nice uh, rain yeah. and the thunder off in the distance. Put the listeners to sleep. 
We're doing that anyway, Addy. But don't go anywhere, folks. On the other side, we'll be talking about some values and some stretches from the IDP-only best balls we've been doing. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. What's up, everybody? Josh here with the IDP show. Now, if you've been listening to our show for any amount of time, you've probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where league members get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about. And the IDP show is making it happen for listeners. We've partnered up with RSO to offer new members 10% off their annual site fee. Just use promo code IDP show after your 14 day trial is complete. So what are you waiting for? With RSO, you have free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Like we said, it's the closest thing you can get to being an NFL general manager. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Just remember to use the promo code IDP show to get 10% off the site fee. Again, that's promo code IDP show to get 10% off the site fee for your leagues in 2022. Fantasy just got real with Reality Sports Online. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back with the IDP show talking ADP from our IDP only best balls. And gentlemen, we are looking at values and stretches. Players that are saying, yum, 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 give me all of that at their current ADP. And players that were saying, and no thank you, I will be going elsewhere for my IDP picks. And gentlemen, we're just going to kind of popcorn this. We've got a nice little list here 
of values and stretches. Who do y'all want to start hey, with? Before we start, let's talk about our credentials. Like, who? where do we get this ADP? Well, that's a great question, Baba. We've been running IDP-only best balls mm. on Sleeper all offseason, so we've got six done. I'm going to try to get another four in to uh, have a full 10 best balls. If you'd like to get into one of these best balls, just DM us uh, at the IDP show on Twitter. We'll get you in the next one. Should be launching here soon. So these are like really like pretty accurate then. Well, it's uh, IDP good. only, so it's uh, a pretty good representation of how the general public views these IDPs. And we've had some really good drafters in here. Yeah. I mean, we've had... Macri, we've had Tooth, we've had Wallert, we've had uh, Evan, we've had Johnny the Greek. Has Johnny the Greek done any of these? Yeah, Johnny's done some. Trip's done Trip's some done as well. Some. That's what I'm saying, though. Kyle like, Belly. This is just a weird time in the world to trust any type of facts you're getting, you know, especially on Twitter, you know, based on so-and-so's ADP or look at these stats that I've pulled up. Well, you know, first, let me, let me fact check you, mm-hmm. you know. Who are you to tell me the these you? facts? Thank you, cool. Bobby, for credentialing us. I trust that you, was Josh. a nice Who little segue. Who the hell are you? So we'll put this we'll put this ADP out on Twitter as well, so you guys can check it out for yourselves. Uh, different lengths of drafts, so some of them are 250, some are 300, some are 300 plus. But we've just pulled out some of our favorite values and stretches here from this uh, consensus ADP. Looking across these six drafts, before we start, because I've been wanting to know, I thought about it on the mower the other day. A little mower thought. The last time we potted was like June the 15th. And you had your linebacker heavy best ball league that you were getting into. How did the DBs pan out? Because you were like, you know what? I actually think I'm just going to grab a bunch of DBs late. So that was the best ball number six. Okay. And I punted DB a little bit too late. Okay. We talked about this a little bit on the last show. But uh, Nick Cross ended up being my DB one. Okay. I would have felt a little better if maybe he was in the mix as like, you know, DB two, three. But uh, the guys that I got above him, that's kind of the trade off, right? Sure. It's like I'll punt this kind of position that is variable from one week to the next. A lot yeah. of cornerbacks mixed in, but I can give you the uh, the rundown here. So uh, looks like let's go to draft results. But I know Nick Cross was in there. And um, let's see. I can find this real quick. Sorry, Here, I draft put you on results. The spot, no, it's Josh. good. It's I just good. was thinking about it. Yeah, so yeah, definitely went Nick Cross. But, uh, well, my strategy in this one was went LB early. So TJ Watt, Logan Wilson, Devondre Campbell, Devin Lloyd, Von Miller sprinkled in. Von Miller there is kind of a dual designation yeah. guy. Then went DL heavy. Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons, Josh Sweat, Leonard Williams, Eric Armstead, J.J. Watt, Peyton Turner. Nice. Then mixed in a four-pack of rookie linebackers, Troy Anderson, Channing Tindall, Ernest Jones, oh. and Chad Muma. But the DBs ended up grabbing Nick Cross, Eddie Jackson, Sidney Jones, Talanoa Hufanga, mm-hmm. Marcus Williams, Ashton Davis, and Kareem Jackson. Beautiful. I basically so, did that in every single draft. Yeah. yeah. I feel the best. I will say I feel the best about this squad of the six drafts that we've done. Yep. So I think. I really think even though you may not be crazy about your DBs, you'll end up with the strongest team overall if you go linebacker and DL. I mean, I, I didn't grab Nick Cross until the 17th round. Yeah. Yeah, like, so one of my drafts, I went DB for the last seven picks. Uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson, Juan Thornhill, DJ Reed, Andre Sisco, um, Carlton Davis, James Bradbury, 
uh, Talanoa, Hufanga, mm. Eric Stokes. Mm. That's, that's how it ended. Yeah. And did you feel good about that Felt team? Great. Yeah. Mm. Hufanga's a pretty uh, pretty popular name right now. He's getting a lot of buzz. Yeah. And a lot he's of free. buzz. He's free. Yeah, he's free. I mean, he's going to be that starting. Well, Jaquaski Tarts out the door in Philadelphia now. So, And we'll talk about some of the stretches, but especially the stretch from the DB category up high. Um, man, the trade-off is just not there, but we'll get we'll get to it. I was going to say, let's touch on some of the guys that we've mentioned already. So uh, Nick Cross sitting as DB66, as we mentioned. That's tremendous value. Mm-hmm. Ernest Jones and Chad Muma still have great ADPs for the upside they represent, if for nothing else than injury insurance, right? Mm-hmm. So Ernest Jones sitting as LB45 consensus with Chad Muma as LB58. I will say I feel like every time I get on Jags Twitter, it's like uh, Lawrence completes one over Foyer to Christian Kirk. Oh, Foyer gets burned in coverage there. It's like, ooh. Makes me think of that uh, comment you had of like the Jags brass sitting in the press box. Like, how, hey, get the finance Mm. person in here. (laughs) How quickly can we get out of Foyer's contract? Bring Adam in here. How much did you pay him? Get him out. Him and Adam. Get him gone. Multiple millions. (laughs) We told him that. We knew that was going to be a deal that they were immediately looking to get out of. Two years, I think, is probably what. Yeah. It's not an out until after, I think. Until after 2024, maybe after 2023. I think Muma and Ernest Jones were both ones in the category that we gave uh, several months ago about who could you be starting by week five. I don't remember what the exact name of it was that you came up with, but I think Jones is going to be necessary in exactly what we were talking about with Adam with Quay Walker in that you're going to look up, and I think it could be like, wow, it's a two-linebacker set this uh, this year in L.A. Um, but then with Muma, I really think they're going to use Muma some. I think it's going to be some Devin Lloyd Muma. Maybe Devin Lloyd has a little injury right now. I need to look it up. Maybe a hamstring. I'm going to look it up while you're talking. So the reason that we highlight these linebackers and the reason that we're going to bring up N'Kobe Dean as a stretch pick at LB34 is because you look at where his fellow rookie linebackers are being drafted, and N'Kobe Dean just stands out, Addy, as an outlier because you got Troy Anderson, LB60, and then we mentioned Chad Muma at LB58, and then you look up 30 picks, and there's N'Kobe Dean. Yeah. I, I see the same impediments to playing time with N'Kobe Dean that we see with Muma and Troy Anderson. So why is he going 25, 30 picks earlier than those guys? Yeah, I know that's that's a little bit of a stretch right there. And yeah, I mean, this is, you know, for this is uh, season long. So, I mean, this is 2022 where I think Dean's kind of a 2023 type guy, right? Because there still is, you know, they brought in Kaiser White. Yeah. TJ Edwards is no slouch. I mean, it's going to be hard. Those are going to be your starters. I think so. You know, I think so. July 31st, Devin Lloyd in pads and working with the trainer as he works his way back from a hamstring injury. And okay. that's from one of their like little beat writers. So, But, um, you know, that's we, we've known that all along, too. I mean, mm-hmm. Chad Muma could be unbelievable if any type of injury happens to either one of those. I mean, he's I think he might be the one of the best handcuff linebackers in the NFL now. Mm-hmm. I will and say. eventually have his own, you know, he could easily. Yep. Push one of those other guys out the way. Yep. Just leaves the foot up, foot in the door, you know, and slides right in. So here's why I will say I still think even at LB60, Troy Anderson is probably going a little too early because you look at the player who probably has a better shot at starting if 
Deion Jones is out of the way, if Deion Jones gets injured or doesn't see the field right away, Rashawn Evans, LB62. And then you look at tied for ADP, LB60, Josie Jewell is the starter for the Denver Broncos. Brought him back on a mega deal. The episode with Tripp and John, the most recent Big Nickel episode, really opened up my eyes to... Adam put out a tweet long before that. I'm just saying. So it was buried in my subconscious, and then they brought it to the uh, forefront. But Josie Jewell, man, that's probably on this list the best value because you're looking at potentially a back-end LB2 Yep, there yeah. in Denver at LB60. Yeah, I mean, he was... He was solid last year. In the, I mean, he only, you know, small sample size. But he was, he was every time he's he's played, he's been solid. And he's been great for IDP. Like, a guy that's going to rack up tackles for you. So, yeah, I mean, he has, there's no reason for him to be really, you know, getting, to be getting drafted outside of the top 30 linebackers. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that we're going to start seeing him tick up. I mean, there's been enough conversation about it. I'm sure the... Every beat reporter, you know, two months ago was saying the same stuff that Josie Jewell was going to be the one, and then we'll see what happens with probably Jonas Griffith and Aaron Browning has officially. I edge. was reading, yeah, it's officially edge now, so he's out of the mix. I think we were on that too. Mm-hmm. Jonas Just, Griffith, you got to stay, you got to stay locked in. Yeah, we mm-hmm. also have uh, Justin Sternad there, I think, as well. Yeah, um, but he's so, been pretty much a bum. Yeah, for IDP like just has a hard time putting up stats. So. Yeah, I, I noticed stuff like that. There's a lot of people not paying attention right now, too. Like, there's a lot of people in leagues that are not keeping an ear to training camp. And I'm not saying overreact to every little thing that you see on Twitter. But when... The narrative now is, don't listen to any of it. Yeah. Oh, hype, it's hype train season. Not yeah. listen, Like, no, let's listen to some of it, dude. Yeah. yeah. It matters. Your job is to sort out and kind of suss out what matters and what is just fluff. Yeah. You know, it's not all just trash. Mm-hmm. Um there's you just have to be sophisticated enough and read into the nuances enough to understand does this actually move the needle and there are some beat reporters that have a better reputation than others that's right mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so a couple other linebackers here bobo that i'm like i can't believe these guys are going this late cody barton mm. lb44 you're telling me the guy stepping into that bobby wagner role opposite Jordan Brooks. Brooks is at LB44. And then just as egregious, honestly, David Long. We mentioned him as a top 12 kind of dark horse at LB33. So what I'm getting here from this list is that the linebacker value late is still tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yep. And these, again, these drafts span from basically right after the rookie draft season kind of ended to number six just ended yesterday. Yep. So we've got a good sampling here to say this is not all old draft data. This is not all new draft data. It's kind yeah. of a nice mix. And, boy, I think those two dudes are going way too late. In the same respect that you're talking about um, Josie Jewell being like the LB60 or whatever right now, who could be a back-end LB2, same type situation with David Long being drafted as the LB33 who could be an LB1 this year. Would you rather have Patrick Queen at LB18? Nope. Or Cody Barton and David Long at LB 44 and 33? Get past the names. That's the thing. Get past the names. Pat Queen, I get it. I was infatuated, too. I've seen him play. Unless we have a monumental 180 in the 2022 with Pat Queen, um, it's gonna. It, it, I think it's still going to be much of the same for Pat Queen. But I agree. I understand what you're saying, but... 
Josie Jewell just isn't that sexy, like, you know. No, he's sexy not. Sexy name. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the ones that's like, just look at player A and player B and who's going to get you more points. Great. Move on with that guy. One more linebacker before we move on that I forgot to put in here. Zavin Collins. He's been linebacker like 23, 24. I mean, he's got league winning potential. Yep. I mean, I know that, you know, bust last year for the most part, but I mean. I'm surprised he's not higher in a best ball format He should be like much this. higher. Yeah. But that's someone that should could easily swing leagues this year. Absolutely. And that, that's what you're looking for. Tell me, would you rather have Hassan Reddick at DL22 or Chandler Jones at DL24? It's a no-brainer right there. Chandler Jones should be a top 15 pick. I think he is in our IDP kit, redraft-wise. Yes. I'm pretty sure he's top 12. Yeah, as he should be. Yeah. Especially on sleeper, but right, you know. Chandler Jones, Khalil Mack, Von Miller, uh, Zedaria Smith. Smith, all of those types are great values. Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb has yep. a nice, you know, bounce back potential. Yep. Let's go back to the um to the linebacker whale because I have a quick question for you. Um Denzel Perryman is kind of hovering around LB like thirty. No. Don't like it. Who who I mean, is he gonna be the LB there? I mean, there's Jalen Brown there. Yeah. You got Divine Diablo maybe playing some yeah. of the box. I don't I don't really like what's going on with the lost. They Vegas got a new coordinator, correct? Yep. New, I mean, so I mean just a lot of unknown, you know. They're that one team that is just kinda I don't really know if I want any of those. I don't trust I mean that's a that's you're having to pay a pretty I mean, I know he was great last year, but I mean I don't know if that role yeah. is going to be there for him this year. Right around, let's just say, right around Perryman, you could have Jonathan Greenard. You could have David Long. You could have Jesse Bates, Jerome Baker, Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, give me all of those guys over Denzel Perryman. I think yep. he's still coasting a little bit off of what happened last year. He's one of those. He's one of those picks that gets made by people that haven't done a lot of research. Yeah, yeah. I think they're like, oh, they stats twenty twenty one hundred and whatever. Yeah, sort by points, yeah. and you're like, oh god, I need a linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Denzel Perryman, he's wow. still there, yeah, right? What's he still doing here? And he's it's not will. to say that Denzel Perryman's a bad pick, but going where he's going, as we see here across these six drafts, it's too high when there's guys there's like other, there's better values. Cody Barton and David, David Long, and, and even Evans some of these and, rookies, Ernest Jones, Chad Muma, again. With the kind of middle of the road linebacker or the sexy upside but potential bust kind of rookie or second year guys like Muma and Troy Anderson and Ernest Jones, yeah, I think I'd rather take yeah. the swing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we've we've been like it's kind of like we talked about a while back. We've been down the road with these Tremaine Edmonds, and I know the coach McDermott can say any. Uh, there's been a little bit of buzz about Tremaine Edmonds in camp. And it's just like, nope, I'm not doing that again. Y'all have fun. So let me ask you this. I love these kind of either-ors. These are nice. But before we get into that, two values from the same team. I don't know how these two guys are going so late, but Carl Lawson, I think, has just gotten looked over because of the injury. Yeah, We kind of got, not snake bit, because it wasn't like he got injured, you know, Early on in the season, it happened in training camp. We had plenty of time to pivot, but DL 52. And then from the same defensive line, John Franklin Myers, DL 84. Yeah, that's great value on both those guys. Great value. Kind of either or situation here, gentlemen. Would you rather have Taylor Rapp, DB 30, or Jordan Whitehead at DB 34? No brainer. We know, I, I think I said Whitehead has like league winning potential. Uh yeah, DB thirty four. That's a that's insane, and also a, a great reason to never ever overdraft a safety like the Derwin, the Jerwin, 
Um, you said the Jerwin? The Jerwin, sorry, the Jeremy Chin. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hell of a player right there if you merge those two Derwin, guys. Derwin, Jerwin. Oh, Derwin, Jerwin. And then you have Brandon Jones right above Jordan Whitehead yeah. sitting at DB33. I mean, the DB values are just stupid. It's dumb. Um, something- you, got, you do have to know which ones to pick, though, right? I mean, it's we we need to identify the ones that have the upside late. I mean, you can... Yeah. There's a lot of good values late, mm-hmm. but there's... Some of these values are better than others. Something you talked about last podcast too, Adam, made me think about Buda Baker, and you talked about Cam Akers hitting him, and that was like a really bad concussion. Um, I think the same, and I think we talked about this a little bit earlier about Taylor Rapp. You know, Taylor Rapp was out a long time last year with a concussion, um, I think maybe into the off season. Those kind of things linger, man. Like, those things do some stuff to me. Like, I don't know, I think about like Achilles – for running backs and even like defensive linemen sometimes, but then I think about like big yeah. concussions where and they're injuries. out long times. Um, those things can linger. And we should mention, what do y'all think of the uh, uh, padded helmets we've been seeing in practice? Yeah. Um, the optics are not great. <laughs> I understand what they're going for, but man, it looks really, really weird. Also, though, if it works, why don't they use them? Well, here's what um, here's what Robert Sala said. He said, "I understand what we're going for. It's to reduce concussions. It's to you know soften the kind of blows to the head. But then if players get used to using them and using their heads more because the blow isn't as substantial oh, yeah. in season, they're going to use their heads more and just get their bell all sorts of rung in week one. You'll probably see an uptick in concussions from guys it's true lowering the head more. So I don't know. I'll be curious to see, but." Boy, it looks really weird right now. I'm not a fan of the optics of the uh, little soft cushion on top of the helmet. One, it reminds me of the NFL minis, like yes, where their exactly. head's way too big. <laughs> For sure. But yes. then the other thing is, I think the Rams did it last year because Stafford like followed through into a offensive lineman's helmet last yeah. offseason and mm-hmm. messed his finger up, and that's why the Rams put theirs on. That's why I thought I didn't know it had anything to do with like softening yeah. the head blows right now. Yeah, you cannot look drippy in those things. That's that's yeah. a fact. At all. And it's kind of interesting because it's like a helmet for your helmet. Runs it. Right? I mean, your helmet's meant to protect your head. So it's like, but what if we protect the helmet that protects the head? Okay. Where where does it end? If it does work, I mean. We're going to be wearing a second helmet at some point, which is the soft thing in between. Yeah. It's just a huge area. Yeah. It's just a massive, (laughs) like, space (laughs) astronaut size helmet. But I wanted to bring up, too, if we're mentioning Taylor Rapp at DB30, we also have to mention J. Ron Curse. At DB22, that was also one that stuck out to me as a little bit higher than it probably you know, should be. Honestly, Jaron Kurtz is someone I've kind of risen on after putting together some of that research. That dude had 12 games over 10 points last mm-hmm. year. That Look led, at you, Jaron. That led the league for mm-hmm. safeties. Do you want to grab him at DB22, though? I mean, at that point, that's not too terrible. I mean, I know, I know there's guys that we like better, but, I mean, if you are going to fade – DB, I think that's a fine place to start. It's a fine place to like finally jump back in and be like, okay, I'm I'm getting back into the DBs here. Because I mean, we don't like to, the linebacker situation. We just talked about that earlier with yeah, Cox no, and LVE. Nothing's changed. Yucks. Yeah. Uh, yucks. So I mean, Cox could be good. Curse could be really good again. I mean, last year he was pretty damn good. Yeah. So I about a couple defensive tackle values here. We'd love to see Cam Hayward. DL32, and this is notable because you have Alex Highsmith over here at DL36. 
So you would think the gap between those two guys would be a little bigger than it is considering how dominant came Hayward has been. Yeah. And then Ed Oliver, my God, the man's been unblockable, but he's going as DL73 right now. These interior guys, I mean, you can just pretty much bank on them being, all of them being values pretty much on sleeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, people just kind of forget about them. They get, I think, just a little edge crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, some of these guys, I mean, Cam Hayward, I mean, he's, he's discount Aaron Donald. I mean, he every single year. Oh, I can't wait for that one to get parroted <laughs> all over the freaking internet. <laughs> it was great. DJ Keltown, one of these best balls, put the nickname for uh, Levante David as discount Bobby Wagner. I, mm. I love that. That was great. So, other values that we love. Addy, you wanted to bring up uh, Seattle Seahawk here. Uh, that is a great value as a DL. Yeah, and Uchina Nuosu, uh, DL58. I mean, that's great value. There's a good chance that he could be a big breakout this year. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of sleeping on his talent. but mm-hmm. I think Greg Rosenthal brought him up on the uh, top IDP free agents episode, he right? He, he's he's a, he's a dog. Mm-hmm. Dog? He's a dog. Dog. But DL58, I mean, that there's... That's free. Mm-hmm. That's there's no reason. I mean, that's that's just a, com, a complete upside play. Oh, and he's gonna play a lot. He's gonna play a yeah. whole bunch. Yeah, I yeah. think, think he'll be pretty good. Because who along that line do we like better? Daryl Taylor? Nah, not really. I like, you know, I like way better. I, I mean, think, we like Boye Mafe. I, they, they they both kind of remind me of each other. Yeah, but I mean, he's probably not ready yet. And Duchenne it was good. Ready. It was good to see them not bring Dunlap back because that's that many more. Snaps they could have. Uh, he was just sitting out there yeah. waiting to come back, right? And he played well for them down the stretch. Bobby, you wanted to bring up a uh, the aforementioned Green Bay Packers potential superstar breakout. We're going to see. Uh, here at DL15. I just think that Rashawn Gary could maybe take that step into the Brian Burns type category this That's year. That's the name that was floating around in my head as well. It's like, what if we're about to see a Brian Burns level turn from Rashawn Gary? And really, Rashawn Gary's probably already there. Yeah. He's, he might be better than Brian Burns. You're right. I mean, there's, but the perception is not caught up. The perception is not caught up to that yet. Which is interesting, too, because it's Green Bay. Yeah, right? Big market. Sean Gary was third in pressures last year in the NFL. Wow. Brian Burns has never been a big pressure guy. Which I mean, we know they're not real, but still, yeah, that's if you true. Believe in that stuff. You're in that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, pressures ain't real. The All 22 squad, captained by right. Adam Markham, uh, coming to a league near you. I wanted to mention here, gentlemen, some of the reaches that we're seeing with DB, and this is not necessarily within their position group because these guys, for instance, Derwin James, should be going as the DB one. Yeah, we're not arguing that he is the DB one. Yeah, sure. But when you see him going overall 13th off the board, Addy, Sheesh. that is a little bit rich. That's tough. Uh, basically at the you know one-two turn in some of these 12-team leagues we're looking at. Let me ask you all a question. In Dynasty, is it time to trade Derwin James? Yes, sir. Joshua? I mean, I mean, obviously, what can you get? Yeah, that's Can the, you get a first? Yo, if you can get a first, for sure. Can you get? You should be able to get a first. I mean, you're not selling. If you're not getting a first, you're not selling. It's mm-hmm. like AD. I have a hard time moving off like the king of that of their position mm. for anything less than a king's ransom. Everyone's not to AD level yet for me, at least. I mean, yeah, no, 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 not the tracker. Back. I'm just saying at this current moment, those two dudes are kings, uh, king of the mountain. AD's been the D tackle, or even like even in sleeper last year, he was like a top four defensive lineman. Um, Derwin has not been that for that many years. I agree with what Derwin's doing now. I would hold the hell out too until they paid me because I'd be like, "Look, man, look at my history. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything until I, you know, sign my contract." But 
I just think it's it's not necessarily that it's time. Like I understand the infatuation with Derwin. Like he's cool, he's drippy, he's really, really good. But that DB category is just always like, man, just sell them because there's going to be more. There's going to be more come down the pipeline. I kind of see it like tight end. Yeah, It's like Travis Kelsey. You know, I would just rather have the guy that is locked in as the top of that position because the rest of it, yeah, there's some great value to be had. But is he locked in? I mean, he's, he's, he, last year he was, but he wasn't before that. And it was injury. I think. You and he wasn't even a make, safety one last year. Was he like safety five? But everyone carries injury risk in the way he plays. Yeah, I mean, it's true. You know what I mean, and he probably has a little bit higher than most people. Just based I'm on saying, what we've seen. if I get a great return, right. sure. But I'm not shopping Derwin. Let me put it that okay, way. So I'm not shopping him. Two seconds. No. Someone offers you two seconds in 2023. Because mm, I'm thinking about a draft I just took today. My 204. I could have been Kyle Hamilton this year. Hamilton went at like 111, 112 in this draft. 204 and 205, I took Trayvon Walker and Johan Dotson. I'd rather have Derwin James. Yeah, I think I'd have to have yeah, a first. but that's now. But, I mean, you think like – Now, if you start getting into that first category, let's say you got a first this year and you were able to turn that into a London, Burks, Olave, whatever. I think I'd do that. That's a type of category where I'm starting to think, yeah, maybe, maybe I move him. Seconds though, because what, what I think that's of, tough. What I think about too is what Macri did in the off season in RSO with um, Michael Parsons, Parsons, and he moved him for essentially one hundred six, and which turned into Jameson Williams, and then what p- could Lloyd. potentially be maybe the next Michael Parsons. Like that's kind of hard to predict, but this is Macri's job, so yeah. you know um, Macri's pretty good at you know he's got a damn good team. He's got Kyle Duggar. He's got Christian Barmore. He's got Derwin James. Like, Macri knows what he's doing. So, like, I, I don't know. I don't want to give him too much freaking credit. We need to bring I think him you back just down. gave him. I think yeah. you just essentially you said we're paying him, him to be in our down. RSO league. You bring him back down. We are going to have to yes. pay him to figure out the position. Somebody change. say something bad about John uh, Macri. Process. He doesn't like bacon. Let's talk he about it, man. What that's true. What a freak. What a freak. Don't hey. come to Kentucky until you get that bacon. I don't think I got my whole. I don't think I got my whole uh, thought out, Josh. What else was I saying? I don't know. That's why I was trying to steer it back because I Something felt like you were Derwin. winding down. Something with Derwin. I don't know. I just that. I think that, it's a good sell, but you want a first. You got to get a first. Yes. If you if you can get a first, uh, although I think the how seconds many, aren't that bad. If you're if they're early, I mean, if in in IDP terms, you can get two elite studs with those. The I mean, only problem been, is banking on the seconds being early, right? Because you could say this team's going to be trash. This is for sure going to be like the two hundred one or the two. You don't know. And is it? And if it backslides to like the two hundred five, two hundred six. What if it was uh, Kayvon and Quay Walker for Derwin James? What if you were able to get those two in the second? Is that enough for Derwin James? Kayvon Thibodeau and Quay Walker. Oh boy! Gosh, I'm probably doing. I that. would do that. Yeah, that's, I think I would do that. That's what you're looking for, I and mean, that's what you're getting in what, the second. What'd you do every single year? You're getting pretty good value in the. So second. your minimum is like two seconds. I think two seconds is in, is in conversation. If I have an idea where the landing spots are, and if if I think I can get, you know, maybe Devin Lloyd, maybe Kyle Hamilton, you know, multiple. Studs. Sure. It seems like the draft next year, too, is going to push some defensive talent exactly, right? later I, into the You'll, get, a, the you'll draft. get some studs in the second round. Yeah. Because I don't want to just push Derwin James for Kyle Hamilton just straight up. No, no, no. I want no. something else. No, no. That's, yeah. Let's go ahead before Josh goes crazy and There's let us a big move, tier. move forward as well. What about Jeremy Chin? What are you moving Jeremy Chin for At right the now? overall 22nd. So going right around for that. two seconds. Yes. Easily. Anywhere in the second? Uh, Pretty much. 
Light yeah. second gets a little yuckier. I'm probably not going to move for just a second, and I'll consider a second and a third, probably. Hmm. But uh, I don't think anyone's going to give you a first for him. Um, yeah, he's just not special to me. Wow. I mean, he's 11 points per game last year. I think he had like eight games under 10 points. That's essentially what I've moved Jeremy Chin for this year. I moved him for David Bell, which I got at like the 206 in RSO, and then Vaughn Bell, who's maybe about a second value right now. I just love that you did it for high. two Bells. Yeah. What are the odds? Double Bells. Jeremy Chin for Bell and Vaughn Bell? Interesting. Yeah. Well, here's, I don't know. here's the question. I, I'm infatuated with David Bell. Here's the question, too. I think... You're no, looking at overall 22. Four picks later, you're talking about Isaiah Simmons at the overall 26. Guys, what are we doing? Who, we didn't even mention this in the news, is now playing the star the star role in Arizona. And Nick Vigil is the linebacker along. Are they going to bring back Jordan Hicks? I, I took a lot of shit for Isaiah Simmons last year, but apparently yeah. the value is still fine. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, people still it, enjoy him. He's still yeah. I love that your phrase is enjoy him. Like yeah. they're taking him out yeah. to lunch and they just love his company. Here's my thing. Could this be a good thing? I went back and mm. I, I looked at some of his old Clemson tape. I looked at some of his old highlights. I read some of his stuff. That was more his role. That was more kind of the roamer, safety, sometimes not necessarily in the slot. Do you want a linebacker, though? But here's the thing. What if Sleeper moves his designa- designation to like a duel? Like, what if he plays enough that in, I'm interested. in the DB category? And here's another thing. Who's better at coverage? Linebackers yeah. or, or secondary players? Secondary guys. Yep. I mean, you know, he's maybe it, trying to improve his coverage skills. It makes the most sense for Arizona as a team to put him in coverage. I mean, like, football is football. Like, I know we want to talk about fantasy and IDP, but, like, if I'm Kingsbury, I'm putting him where he's covered. Literally, I read a tweet the other day where Andy Isabella is, like, stupid fast. And uh, they were like, yeah, Isaiah Simmons is just stride for stride with this dude. Like, you can mm-hmm. tell his speed is is elite. It just worries me because the star role really juiced a cornerback in Jalen Ramsey, but yeah. I just don't know if it oh, I get has it, the same kind of illuminating effect for a linebacker like Isaiah Simmons. I kind of see this as a little bit of a damper. It Unless is. you get the positional change. If he's got dual designation, yeah. DB eligibility, then I feel a lot better about it. And it's just weird, too, because Nick Vigil is, like, not really special. But, hey, to each They just own, love these mediocre linebackers. They can stick in there alongside the, uh, you know, yeah. young stud linebacker. Um, but make no mistake, boy. Zavin is really going to have to uh, get after it this year or else that- They're banking on Zavin, man. If you're moving Simmons, who was the full-time linebacker next to Hicks, yeah. out to the star role yeah. and, and bringing in Nick Vigil, as kind of also ran, you're banking on Zavin. That's, this is arrow up for Zavin, arrow down for Simmons, and a huge arrow up for Nick Vigil. Yeah. What if he's 60 to 70% of what Jordan Hicks was last year? I think Arizona's going to miss... Um, Chandler Jones this year. I think Chandler Jones was more influential last year than uh, than they really thought. It's going to be Marcus think, Golden and Dennis Gardeck season. Yeah, I think they're going to miss a lot of guys off that team. Yeah, it's not a JJ Watt is great team. It's a weird older. team. It's a very weird team. They really need a lot of players to step up. I mean, but they need they need Kyler to step up onto like a step stool so <laughs> he can the, see the middle of the, the field. The other weird is that. Simmons isn't coming off the field, so it's like Simmons, Buddha, and Jalen Thompson are all staying out. Yeah, there. does this now hurt uh, our our DB infatuations there in Buddha and Jalen Thompson? Just a lot of unknown. I think it's it's so much unknown that I think you should stay away at ADP. Yeah, it's probably a good sale to sell all of these guys right now. If Boy, somebody yeah. is giving you more than you feel like they're worth, um, 
None of these guys I really recommend holding on to. Now, I'm going to hold on to Simmons just because I can't help it, but <laughs> yeah. it's in my heart. Do it, I what say, sell, not what as I do. What would you sell Simmons for if you, someone offers you a uh, second? He's like six first. Not like, you. You're going to hold him, but if you had Simmons, would you sell oh, him for a second? Oh, yeah. 100%. This worries me, man. More? All, more? all they have done since he's gotten yes. there has been like, hmm, where does this guy go? We don't really know. We took him in the first round, but we can't find a spot for him. Yeah, I think you're selling That's a little concerning. low, though. You're selling a little low, though. Second and third. Even though it, all this stuff is probably just a distraction. What's I mean, he worth? He's probably worth a second. What could you get for him? Probably a second plus. Yeah. Because people love, they seem to enjoy, as you like to say, Isaiah Simmons. They do. Well, then people don't forget stuff very quickly. And those drippy names with, with high draft capital, those guys, even Clellan Farrell, like he was trash. And even a couple years in, people were like, you know, yeah, maybe could be he the turns year. it around. Yeah. Three, third year. He's going to be playing in the USFL next spring, folks. You heard it here first. Well, there you go. Some ADPs from our best ball drafts. Probably release those for y'all to take a look at. Yeah, so you can kind of see where some of the values are. And it's also really fun to see – like, just search a player's name and look at how the, like, look at Nick Cross's ADP. Like, I think about number three is where he retired because I had just taken him in mm. one of those drafts and the news broke like a day later. So look and search for some of the players' names that maybe are getting some buzz and see if they've started to jump up. And again, if you want to get in the next best ball draft, hit us up at the IDP show on Twitter. We'll get you in the next one. It's five bucks $5. Draft, and you're done. There's no in-season management, nothing. Draft and done. Most total points after week 18 wins. We will have to put on a timer for these next ones because otherwise we ain't getting them done before the season starts. These things are taking about five to six yeah. weeks to get finished. So yeah, Set your cues. Set your cues, fellas. <laughs> but, uh, boys, this was fun. It has been way too long since we got on mic. And uh, appreciate y'all doing a little Monday so before I head down to the great state of Texas for this week. Hey, wouldn't miss it. Go see some armadillos. That's, oh. that's top of the list, Bobo. How'd you know? A couple of chupacabras. Maybe. Who knows? You're going uh, to Austin? Going to Austin. It's so quirky and weird oh there. Oh, my God. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to get my nose pierced and get a mohawk. Dude. Dude, you should. That'd be hot. That'd be a good look. I probably could salvage what's going on up top with the lettuce right Would now. Would you get the AK uh, bull nose or just the just the little cute I'm getting a giant hoop earring Ooh. that like, I can stick my yeah. tongue through. Uh, that's God. that's what I want right now. Go under your head. You got to pierce something. Is that what you're piercing? You're piercing your nose? Whatever would be the least painful thing to pierce. You know it would be real painful. Your nipples. <laughs> My nipples. Why'd you say that so sexually? It is hot. We're way too sweaty. We're way too sweaty. I'd, I would be honored to be able to pierce your freaking nipples. <laughs> That'd be something fun we could do. <laughs> that would be something fun we could do, folks. And with that... We're going to get the hell out of here before things, <laughs> needles start going in nipples. We've but been looking for fun stuff to do. Stay tuned to the feed. We got John Macri and Justin Varnes coming up later this week. You do not want to miss that episode. And we'll be back next week talking trades, talking all 22. You don't want to miss it. But until next week, y'all take care. We'll see you soon. She ain't never left her hometown We gon' take a trip today Let me take you away We can take a trip to the West Coast